0: Hi there, this is Chris Bredemeyer, Head of Admissions at Holberton, a full-stack software engineering school based in San Francisco. Today, I have a super cool interview for you, but first, a little bit of a background. We have been spending the past few weeks taking a deep dive into what it's like to be a student at Holberton, from the first few days to landing a job. Today, we are hitting just past the halfway mark. We will be talking about the transition from year one at Holberton to an internship or work experience. I've invited Liz to join me to share her experience. And without further ado, I would love to introduce Liz. Liz, thank you so much for joining us today. I think to get started, would you mind sharing with us maybe what cohort you were in, so maybe when you started,
1: and where you're working now? Sure. I started in September of 2017. Now I'm working at Pinterest. You're working at Pinterest. I would love to know, um,
0: I'm going to take it back just to right before you were starting to, to get your first work experience. When you were starting to think about what you wanted to do after your first year at Holberton, how did you go about even looking for internships? What was your approach? Were you looking for a specific type of role, a company? What were you thinking about when you were kind of looking for different opportunities?
1: Okay. So when I first started looking for opportunities, I just kind of did a very wide net just to see what's out there, like what do what I think I could get. But then after thinking about it, seeing what specific roles do, I realized, wait a second, there are certain things that I don't really want to do. For me, I'm not very much of a front end person. I realized maybe I should stop looking for those types of jobs and focus more on like backend or full stack. I might be able to find more opportunities, but that was the part that was me searching. The other part I did was actually just talking to people at meetups at conferences and kind of finding out where do you work? What do you do? Is your company hiring? But even if they don't have a spot at their company, they often know other people who are like, oh, hey, I know, I have a friend who has an opening that sounds like what you want to do kind of matches what they're looking for. That helped a lot as well. I'm curious, just to kind of give us a little bit more context, what were you doing before Holberton? Before Holberton, I was working in HR at a pharmaceutical uh, company but it was like a kind of like a startup company where they were trying to like basically simulate some of the experiments that were done in the lab and do it on the computer, which is part of how I started my transition into software because I started realizing, sure, my, bio, uh, my degree is in biology, but I'm more interested in what these programmers are doing, how they can apply programming to maybe something that I have a background in.
0: You didn't necessarily come from a very technical background, but that was the workspace that you went, it sounds like. Right.
1: Yes.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. You completed the first year at Holberton. How did what you learned here and maybe some of the experiences you had, you had both technical and and non-technical, help you prepare for Interviewing for your first technical interviews,
1: your first interviews for a software engineering job. On the technical side, the material kind of helped me get in the right mind space to like, well, first give me the right background, like, oh, like you need to know the information in order to figure out how to solve the problems that they may ask you for whiteboarding. But the back or like the background knowledge, but also just the um, on the soft skills side, um, just being able to talk with other people in a technical sense and getting comfortable doing that. I really liked how when Holberton was having these refineries practice interviewings, we started with questions that were on problem sets we did before. And then that kind of helped me get comfortable talking through, okay, so this is what I was thinking when I was solving this. But then as we started moving towards problems I haven't seen before, it became I became more comfortable with, okay, so I'm okay talking about what I, I've done, but now I need to get comfortable talking about what I'm thinking about right now. Being okay with, I'm not really sure, and figuring out, do I need a hint? Or do I just need a moment to think? And I think the practice interviews kind of helped me figure out myself like I know this so I'm sure I can figure this out versus I am completely stumped maybe like a, a hint will help me like get back on the right track and make progress in this.
0: Do you find any of those skills like those skills of being able to talk through your logic things that we we know are very useful in interviewing do you use any of those things on the
1: job or was it just useful to get the job? I think the whiteboarding was also helpful once I had the job because there are definitely times where we're trying to figure out, okay, we have this project, this is the state we're in now, this is where we want to get to, how are we going to implement going from point A to point B? Oftentimes we use whiteboarding to write out, okay, this is the idea, does this make sense? Even if we don't do it on a whiteboard, it still helps to talk technically to the person. These are my ideas. Does this work? While whiteboarding in an interview was way more stressful than whiteboarding once I have the job, I think it was still very helpful to have those skills. I've I've heard a lot of similar things. I think sometimes when people are preparing
0: for interviews particularly like their first interviews, it's, it's very easy to silo concepts or ideas and be like, okay, I'm prepping for interviews and these skills are specifically going to be used for this thing, for interviewing. Um, and then I have these other skills that are going to be used for on the job. And and for anyone who's listening, a little bit of context, I also went through the program in one of the very first cohorts. And what I see all of the time is that whether you're working on something technical or non-technical here at the school those things directly translate to skills that are needed in the tech industry, whether it's giving a presentation, it's brainstorming with other teammates about how to approach a new feature that needs to get built. At least from my experience, I loved knowing that the skills that I was working on here were directly preparing me for a for future career. Um, it sounds like you had a similar takeaway. This is a question that I think a lot of people have. Holberton is a non-traditional school. Um, It's relatively new. It takes a very different approach to education. Everything is project-based. We don't have teachers. We don't have professors. We're not accredited. We're licensed, but not accredited. Here you are coming from this intense program that not too many people know about how were you received by the industry, whether interviews you had gone on or even Pinterest once you got your apprenticeship?
1: What did people kind of, how did they view your education? So I think because I am an apprentice at Pinterest, there were a few cohorts before me who have been apprentices. Um, they've kind of figured out that this person may not have a, the traditional background, but The line of apprentices before her have turned out to be pretty good engineers. Even my manager was an apprentice before, technically before the apprenticeship at Pinterest started, but she was um, a contractor from a non-traditional background who became an engineer and then ended up becoming an engineering manager. So I think because of all of this, it made it pretty easy to just kind of like slide in and be more okay with asking people, hey, I need help. I'm not really sure about this, except that it's okay to ask questions. And everyone was very willing to answer questions. And then like time went on, I kind of realized, wait, some of these questions are like questions that I've seen senior engineers asking about something that they're not very familiar with. So then that also helped me feel like more and more okay. Uh, with asking questions. I think the, the biggest thing was once I've been here for a few months and then people asking me like, oh, you've been working on this. I have not. How do I get to, how do I use this? Yeah. And that was, I feel like that was the moment where I felt like, sure, I might be an apprentice where with like an, a non-traditional background, but I'm still here. And everyone's treating me like I am an engineer, one of their peers. And so that's pretty great. I love that moment when you become the resource. Um, I see that
0: in students here at the school all the time. You know, students that maybe came in or started the program with very little technical knowledge, you know, because we have that. We have students that that have absolutely no prior coding experience when they join the school. And then we also have students that have quite a bit, you know, and everything in between. But you right. see students that, that join the program with very little technical knowledge and they sometimes have like imposter syndrome or, or this, this idea that maybe they don't know enough, they're not smart enough, they're not learning fast enough, they're asking too many questions. But then you see them progress through the program and at some point they, that role swaps and then you see people coming to them for questions, you know, right. coming to them for advice or, hey, I'm stuck on this, can you help me out? And I love that you've experienced that in your job as well. A testament to the normal life cycle of of an engineer. You you have to start somewhere. You have to start asking questions at some point. You had mentioned earlier on uh, that others had gone before you. So other Colverton students, I'm assuming, or other apprentices. My question around that is, why would a company like Pinterest, and I, I know other companies have done similar things with Holberton students. Docker has hired um, you know, a couple different rounds of cohorts. Why do you think that Pinterest is interested in more and more Holberton students? Um, what is it about Holberton students uh, that are particularly attractive to a company like Pinterest?
1: I think one thing that uh, Holberton does really well is give us a more full stack curriculum so that you don't just know the front end where, like I've seen a few boot camps that just focus on like giving you one part. But um, I think what helps Holberton students stand out is that they can do like the full stack work if needed. And among my cohort, um, Pinterest of apprentices, it felt like um, a lot of the apprentices knew just this one part, like they're, they're iOS, they are front end. But um, me and the two other Holberton students who joined Pinterest at the same time, we were kind of like the ones that could do like anything. But the other two ended up being mostly ends because that's where they felt more comfortable. But then I ended up with a full stack. I think that what kind of helped me because it felt like there were a lot of places that we're looking for someone who can work the full stack. But then I also think that because of the way that Holberton does the assignments, I guess, uh, or in their projects, uh, it kind of helps us be very comfortable Googling, figuring out things by ourselves, and not just immediately going, Oh, Hey, um, can you help me with this? So that, that whole like problem solving mentality was very helpful.
0: Can you iterate?
1: Because I, I know exactly what you're talking about in terms of how
0: Holberton does projects and how we really encourage problem solving. Can you kind of go a little bit more in detail about how Holberton does approach that and why it's different,
1: more traditional education? The way that Holberton does it is that you're given a project that can either be like a one-day project there are some projects that are a little bit longer. At first you're given, okay, here's some material you can read to kind of get comfortable with it. But as the time goes on, it's like, here's a good starting point, but it's on the student to kind of find their own resources to help them understand the material for that project. So that could either be by like looking up resources on Google to read more, or if you're more visual- learner, you can look on YouTube. They have a lot of good tutorials there as well. That kind of strengthens us to figure out how to do it without continuously asking for help from people who have done it before. But if after spending a certain amount of time, like a few hours, if you're like really stuck after an hour, you can like, first you should ask a peer, oh, like, I'm really stuck. I can't figure this out. Have you been able to find something that helps you? Because sometimes it's just what you're reading just doesn't speak to you, but then talking to someone else kind of helps clarify it. But then if between you and your peers, you can't figure it out, then you go up a next level to a TA, see if they can help you. Or you still can't figure it out. Maybe you can Google something else and they'll help you find the answer. But if you can't, then the next level would be like maybe a staff member. It's just basically the way I see it. Like once I started working, it's kind of like first I start and I Google my issue. If I can't get it, ask one of my teammates. And then if between me and my teammate, we can't figure it out or Google still isn't helping us, we can like ask our manager and our manager can help us either because she has the answer or she knows someone else who can help us at the time. I didn't really understand this, but once I started working, I realized this is kind of the way that you should do it when you're at work. You don't want to go directly to your manager and be like, you know that project you gave me? I can't figure it out. And then when they ask, what have you tried? You're just like, oh, I don't know. I just can't figure it out. That doesn't look too good on you. Whereas when you get to your manager and you say, look, I've tried all of this. I talked to these people. Your manager is more like, oh, okay. So you have been trying to answer the question, maybe I can help you find a resource that you weren't able to find. We talk a lot about this, the
0: process of problem solving here at the school and how that's one of the the key components of of how we really approach education. It's not just about learning how to become a software engineer and learning technical pieces, but Mm -hmm. how do you actually solve a problem when you don't know the answer? And I was I was talking to actually some applicants yesterday with the head of our curriculum team. And she was talking about, it's also like about respecting people's time and utilizing your time and other people's time effectively. Because if your question is something that can be easily Google searched and you go up to someone else and you're like, hey, I can't figure out this thing. If you haven't done your homework, you're wasting their time. But I think also when you've kind of have exhausted all of your resources, whether that's Googling or whiteboarding or doing some critical thinking or rubber ducking with someone that helps you formulate your questions so that when you do need to go to your manager, when you do need to go to someone more senior, you have specific questions and they know how to help you much more effectively versus just a general, I can't figure this out. I don't know what's going on, but you're like, This is a specific bug. I know that it's some, you know, like the root cause is somewhere over here. I can't figure it out. I was wondering if maybe you could help me point, you know, point
1: me in the right direction. And I think it just uses everyone's time much more effectively. And then they also don't tell you to try something that you've already tried. Because you're like, oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, I've already done that.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I want to go back to when you were interviewing was Pinterest
1: your only interview or did you interview for other places as well? Pinterest ended up being the only place I got to the interview step of. They got back to me very quickly. And so before other places could get back to me. Um, did you do any
0: like uh, phone screenings or anything like that beyond just Pinterest? I
1: don't remember any technical phone screens I did any okay. uh, anywhere else, but I did a few with like mentors which was very helpful. Talk to me more yeah. about that. How did, how did those go?
0: Did, did you feel like the mock interviews you had done throughout the year one curriculum with, with other students, did, did you feel like you went into those mock interviews with the
1: mentors confidence? Did you learn a lot from them? Did you bomb any of them? So I think the mock interviews with students helped build my confidence once I started doing it with mentors as well. There were a few that went pretty smoothly, but there were definitely a few that I would just I would get stuck at some point and then I would just basically freeze. Just be like, okay, uh, what do I do now? And like my mind is racing, but I can't think of anything helpful to do, or like I was basically stuck. But then through those, I learned, okay, when I get to that point, take a step back, breathe, and then formulate a question that would help the interviewer know that you're thinking about it. Okay, so this is where I'm stuck. Do I even need to consider this? Or is this something that I can think about later or or like I can come back to if we have time and then move on like, assuming that I get this answer, this is what I would need to do next in order to get to the final thing. So it took a few interviews of being stuck like, oh shoot, what do I do to finally being comfortable taking a step back and thinking through like, so this is why I'm stuck. There were some times where it was just, there was an edge case that I didn't even need to think about at that time. We like the interviewer was like, actually don't think about that right now. Just assume that you call a method and it returns you the exact thing that you need. How how do you get to the, the final answer? And then there were still, there were some interviews where it's like, okay, you like, it's more okay to kind of figure out how you need to solve that than it is to get to your final end. It really depends on the interviewer. And it took me a while to get used to having a conversation. Yeah. And why it's so important to
0: practice so that you right. know how to handle those situations. Right. I do have a question from someone who's in the audience. They want to know what, what the Pinterest interview was like. So you don't have to disclose to us anything you know proprietary, but What was that specific
1: experience like for you? Well, okay, so um, I recently discovered that the apprentice interview is different from any other interview. I feel like the apprentice interview, I really liked it. So it started off with like a take-home test. Going in with that, it's just like, okay, I'm comfortable coding by myself on my own computer and running tests. I got this. And so once I submitted it and it was like working and it was within the time limit that they gave, I was just like, okay, I got this interview. So I went in strong. There was a phone interview, which I think went pretty well as well. I think because I had the initial like take-home test and was like pumped for this, all the other interviews went well. The phone screen was like, it's kind of like similar to the take-home test. I can do this. When I got invited to the onsite, there were a few technical interviews, one of which I wasn't sure about at the end, but the other ones, I was like, I got this. And I had a meeting with the a hiring manager as well. And it was like, I felt like it went well. So then at the end, I was like, this is great. I'm really glad that they did it this way because the like just starting you off with something that you're like super comfortable with before you start talking to people just helps you be like okay Pinterest I think I can like handle your interviews that's
0: awesome to hear and you mentioned that that apprenticeship interview was different than other interviews what do you know about other interviews and why do you think that the apprenticeship interview is different
1: I found out that the like regular interviews they may not necessarily give you a take-home test just based off of the phone screens and the on-site interview On the other hand the on-site interview there are a lot more people that you have to meet versus when you're doing the apprentice interviews that's basically all i know that there's just like different format the reason why i
0: specifically asked is i've I've actually heard a lot of companies are doing something similar dropbox had been doing something similar that's the first one that comes to mind but basically knowing that students that are coming from a non-traditional background have different strengths than maybe someone who comes from a very traditional CS background. And companies are realizing that their traditional interviews, their traditional like whiteboarding mm-hmm. algo sessions fit really, really well for someone who maybe is coming from a very traditional CS background, but maybe are missing some really good potential from students that come from a more project-based uh, learning environment. I I hear that the take home is kind of gaining some ground for a lot of companies to be Mm -hmm. able to tap into the potential from students coming from non-traditional backgrounds. So I have one last question. How would you prepare differently now that you've been working for a while? Whether that's for the interview or how you would maybe look for your next um, job, whether that's within the company or, or at a different company, What, yeah, what would you do differently?
1: One thing I would do differently is zero in on the roles that I would be interested in and be okay, like, or at least more okay with like, saying this, this role does not seem like it would work for me and like focusing my time more on the ones that really appeal to me. Because I I remember at the beginning, I I feel like, I don't want to say wasted time, but like, it just felt like Oh, I could have spent more time looking at looking for something that I would have really enjoyed, versus just hoping to get that next, that role. That's one thing. But uh, interview-wise, I really like having like a lot of practice interviews. I think that just that's just the way to go. Being comfortable talking to someone in that interview setting because it it's a lot different than your day-to-day life, even if you're talking about The same thing. It's a lot more stressful during the interview than it is like when you're just like sitting at your desk chatting. I think that's some really sage advice. So
0: I really appreciate it, Liz. I really want to just thank you for taking some time out of your busy day and joining us and sharing your experience. I know that there's a lot of both current and potential students that are always just very curious about. What is it going to be like after I finish the first year? How is the industry receiving students from this type of background and all of that? Okay, so Liz, thank you so much. Um, Everyone else, thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye.